0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it does not matter what today is, as long as we get to acknowledge that today is the day that the Lord has made, and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. I know I am, as always, and I hope that you are also. Traveling Pulpit family, We are in some very strange times, some times that we've never seen before, some times that we have heard about from our elders, uh, the generations that were before us, things that they have known, things that they have uh, given to us in their knowledge so that we can grow up in that knowledge, and now we are experiencing those things that they have said, but also the Bible has said some things to where the older generation got their knowledge. And now we're old enough to follow in the footsteps of the knowledge that gave us knowledge because now we know where the knowledge comes from. It comes from the Bible, it comes from the Word of God, in which Paul writes to Timothy All Scripture is God breathed. All Scripture. The reason I say this traveling pulpit family is because I've been reading the book of Enoch and I find the book of Enoch to be well versed, to be a part of the Bible, because you have to understand traveling pulpit family in the first century. As I understand, also uh, the emperor Constantine gathered together with a group of of other uh, theologians, I imagine in that day and time. And they, they decided, they decided what was going to be included and excluded from what we now have as the Holy scriptures. I think that was done for good reason. And here's why I think that because not everyone can handle everything. And the Lord God knows this. And he knew that at that time that not everyone could handle everything because if you get too much, something happens to you, 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 you aren't able to process it. And I think their thinking back in their time is a lot different from our thinking in our time, not, not saying that, that, uh, they were smarter and we're dumber. I'm not saying that I'm saying that we have grown in so much technology That to get more information, more than what the technology age has given us, it will really put a strain on our thinking. And I think the reason the Lord provides for us um, uh, scriptures that are outside of the Bible is simply because he's providing it for those who are of simple minded, but full of belief in him which is why Paul prompted to write Timothy that all scripture is God breathed all scripture. You see, I don't believe Judas had time to write a book about his own life to talk about the good things that, that he, no, I don't believe in that, but I believe that a man named, uh, 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 Enoch had 350 years on this earth to not only uh, uh, walk with God, but also experience the things that God wanted to show him that these things may be written down for someone to understand at a later date. I believe that 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 the Lord provided Enoch the ability to see things, to know things, to understand things. So now in this day and time to us who study God, who are so in in relationship with his son that he can reveal these things to us, because to some we can handle this to others, they can't to others. It's a foreign language. But to us, who are being saved, it is the power of God, and I believe every word, every word that has been has been written with the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit is the word of god itself i've I heard someone say that the Book of Enoch contradicts everything in the bible I mean. You do not get any more foolish than that. But this is what we're up against, traveling pulpit family. We're up against false prophets. We're up against false teachers. We're up against uh, uh, the falsehood. We're up against false narratives, which is why it is so important to have the relationship with God's son, Jesus Yahweh's son, Yeshua, more than anything in this world. You see over in John. The the first chapter, it reads in the beginning, the word was. God was with God in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So that lets you know right there that the son of man was already with his father in the beginning. So that when Yahweh came up on the darkness and the spirit of Yahweh or the Holy Spirit of God hovered over the deep and God said, let there be light, the son of man appeared which is why it prompts John in revelations 12 and 12 and four, I believe it is to say that he looked and that he saw the, the one who was slain from the foundation of the earth, which gives evidence that when man ate the fruit, he did not die because the blood was already shed. You have to understand That when you study God, when you are in relationship with his son, things are revealed to you. Things that a lot of people do not understand, which is why this is such a hard, hard walk. Why? Because it's truth. And the truth will do two things to you, traveling pulpit family. The truth will either define you or it will destroy you. And the choice is yours. This is why so many people have itching ears because they would rather be destroyed by the things that that blame that bring delight and, and pleasure to their flesh rather than bring the truth that was that is sharper than any two edged sword to allow it to cut through them so that they can be saved. This is why it is important to have that relationship with with God's son, Jesus. I know I go back and forth saying Jesus in English, but in Yeshua in Hebrew. But but I'm going to I'm going to do that from time to time because I want you to understand that 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 Yeshua is the is the Hebrew name of Yahweh, which is the Hebrew name for the name of God that we call in English to the name of Jesus that we call in English. And I also want you to understand something that. Yeshua has been given authority over all flesh. Not everything. You see, you have to understand he is the son of God. So he came with limitations. He came so that so that all flesh might be saved. But when that didn't happen, what he did in John 17 was he prayed not for the world, but he prayed for the ones that were given to him by his father. You see, even he had limitations. The only one who is without limits is none other than Yeshua. Yahweh, forgive me. Yahweh. He is the one who is without limits. He is the one that, that, that made the earth. He is the one that made the beast, made the man, made the fishes of the sea. He is in control of all things. But what he did when he gave his only begotten son to the world, he gave him to the world of flesh that the flesh might receive the opportunity to hear the word and be saved because of the word. Why? Because in the beginning was the word. Also, over in John 5 and 19, the Lord reminds us that he is only the son who has authority as the son. And he does nothing other than what he sees the father doing. So when he saw the father save the man, which we know as Adam, after he ate the fruit. For the reason why his blood was shed. He came to us later on to do the very thing that he had already done in heaven that he did on earth, which was being sacrificed so that we will not have to endure the the hellfire and the torment of eternal separation. John 14, 1 and 7 He reminds us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He says that no one comes to the Father but by him. So my point being today, Yahweh, God, the Creator, wants absolutely nothing to do with you unless you have that relationship with his Son. What I mean by that traveling pulpit family is imagine you as a homeowner with children and some stranger comes in your house that you and your child do not know. And they say that they know your child or children and your children looks at you and you ask them, do you know this person? What do you think your children will say? They will say, no, I do not know that person. Then what will you turn around and do as the owner of the home, as the protector and the provider of the home? What are you going to do? You're going to put them out into the coldness of the world. You're going to turn them away and kick them out of your house. Why? Because they do not belong in your house. So what do you think will happen to the one who does not have a relationship with Yahweh's son, Yeshua, God, Jesus? What do you think will happen to that person when when they get to that place and they say, I know you? I know you, I've done all these great things in your name. I've done all these, I've, I've exercised demons. I've done all these great things. I've healed the sick. I have visited the shut-in. I, I counseled people. What do you think that the Lord, the creator, Yahweh will say when he asks his son, do you know this person? Can you vouch for this person? And he says, no, it will be a sad day. Traveling pulpit family for that individual. This is why I encourage you to share this message with someone, you know, someone that you believe needs to hear this message. And if you don't know anybody that needs to that, you believe to hear this message, blast this message wherever you are, because somebody in the vicinity needs to hear this message. This message is not about me. It's about us. We have a responsibility to be our brothers and sisters keeper. And this is why the traveling pulpit exists so that we might have a right to the tree of life based on the truth and the knowledge of God's word. The truth and the knowledge of God's word comes from or, or building that relationship that leads to the truth and the knowledge of God's word comes from Romans 10, 9. And it is so simple, traveling pulpit family. And you can tell this to whomever you are, wherever you are. You can be on a plane and share this invitation with someone. You can be in a coffee shop. Hey, all of a sudden the world is open to us again. It's open to us now. All of a sudden they they put the world on freeze and they said the world cannot go back to normal unless you get this vaccine. And then the world is going to be totally different after you get the vaccine. Well, let me tell you something. If you put a stop to something and then start it back up again, what have you done? You've just made people mad. You've made people upset. You've made people wonder what was the purpose for all of this being done anyway. The purpose for all of this being done anyway was to see who is weak minded enough to do whatever is told of them to do. You see, God has made strict, strict instructions that he left on record to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind and your soul and to love your neighbor as yourself love your neighbor as yourself these are the two commandments and we find ourselves some days not even able to live up to those but he left two. so does that mean that we're supposed to uh listen to the world when 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 the world says to do something that compromises our belief When the Lord, the word says itself, I can't find it in Psalms, but I know it's there because I've seen it with my own eyes and I can witness to it. The Lord heals us of viruses and sicknesses. It is by his hand that we are healed, not by the world's hand, not by some vaccine, but the world has to put itself out there to tag as cattle. Just like with cattle, which is why there there needs to be a herd. You ever seen a herd or a herd of a herd? The only time you hear of a herd is in cattle. You know why? Because that herd needs to be tagged. So when it goes to the slaughterhouse, that tag tells the slaughterhouse people who to give the money to because that tag comes from the owner of those herd of cattle. (coughs) Excuse me. So my point being that a herd has to be tagged so they know who gets the credit when it's time for separation and slaughter. Let the truth fall where it may and let the ears of the hearer receive that truth as it's being spoken to them. But as I've said, the invitation to salvation comes from Romans 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That is the beginning of the relationship. That is the starting point of the relationship. That is where you and Yeshua, Jesus, now come together. It is where you now are are known by him and that blood has been shed for you. Now, there are those in the world who are going to believe everything that the world says, everything that the world has to say. There are those who are so enlightened that they don't even believe in God, that they don't even believe that, 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 that God exists. Well, let me tell you something, traveling pulpit family. You cannot convince everyone Though everyone has an ear to hear, everyone does not have the mentality to accept. But we know who our God is. We know that by faith, we are saved. We know that just confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in our heart, we know Our relationship begins with him. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been or who you've been with. When you come to Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. So the world reminds you of who you used to be or what you used to do. But Christ is now letting you know I've taken care of all that. And that means nothing to me anymore. It may mean something to them who are still uh, dying, who are still perishing, because the word of God is foolish to those who are perishing. But to us, it is the power of God. So let those fools go to hell. But you go straight to salvation. Do not be held up by the handcuffs of your past because he has broken every chain he has broken every cycle. He has put to death every sin by the way of the cross. And by the cross, I mean, he has nailed it. He has forgiven you. He has forgiven me. He has forgiven us of our sin. And though we may sin, let me say this, though we may slip up and fall, we have the power within us to get back up and keep running. Why? Because we have relationship. He is at the right hand of the father right now. Even as I speak, he's speaking on your behalf. Who am I talking to? I'm talking to the one who has an ear to hear and has a tongue to confess and has a willing heart to receive the, the salvation of the Lord. You know, over in the old Testament, Every time the Lord did something for his people, they gave him a name. Abraham called him Jireh, Yahweh Jireh, because he provided a ram when when he was going to sacrifice his son, Isaac. You know, uh, Nisi, Yahweh Nisi, he is our banner. That symbolized the banner over the victory of the Amalekites. You have to understand. He is our niece. He is our banner. Even in this day and time, when we stand on the name of the Lord traveling pulpit family, he is our nisi. He is our banner. We have laid the line in the sand and we will not cross from it. Our faith is more powerful than our fear. And we will not let this world take us over. Why? Because the hands of God, the creator are still on this world, are still in this world and they are still on us. Because His blood covers us, it protects us, it provides for us, and 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 talk talk about talk about providing, talk talk about 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 uh uh being being be, being a provider uh uh you know um he is that he is our provider he has provided us with with His Son so that so that so that we might be able to have a right to the tree of life, you know um uh. I think I think they they, they uh, uh, he is uh, the, one of the names that they, they give him is uh, Yahweh Roha, Yahweh Rohi or Jehovah Rohi, meaning that he is our shepherd. You know, Psalms 23, I believe that's what David called him. He called him a shepherd. He called him Rohi because he is the shepherd. He is the great shepherd. He watches over us. And he protects us. We face the wolves every day. Every single day we walk out of our doors. We face the wolves every day. And we are all like sheep. Destined for for slaughter. And we face death every day. But with Yahweh's Sabbath on our side. The Lord of hosts. He will fight our battles for us. He is the Elohim. He is the Lord. He is the Almighty God. He is the Adonai. He is the El Shaddai. He is God Almighty, the Mighty One of Jacob. He he is um, uh, uh, Yahweh Jehovah. He is the Lord. He is everything we need. And there is nothing that we don't don't have that he cannot provide. The battle is not ours, traveling pulpit family. It is the Lord's. He is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess this name up. I am Yahweh. today, no, tis day need. He is the Lord of our righteousness. Over in Jeremiah 33, where Jeremiah 33 talks about the, the Lord being, being a provider in our righteousness. He is the God most High. You see, over in what, what, what is called the Old Testament. They gave many names for the blessings that the Lord provided to them. But I see in this day, some people want to provide the the name of God, the creator, Yahweh, as being dope. As being my friend, as being my ride or die. You see the difference between what it meant to be blessed by him then as opposed to being put in a box now. You see. The name of God. Those three letters. They mean everything to anyone. You have people. Who like to pervert themselves. In, in obvious places. Who, who love to, to say. Uh, God is this. And God is that. But they won't say Yahweh Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. They won't say Yahweh Shema, meaning the Lord is right here with me now. They won't say El Rohi, meaning God sees all. You know why? Because they don't want the God Rohi to see what they're doing. So what they have done is they have created for themselves their own God. Second, Timothy work, uh, 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 speaks to that second Timothy three, one, and seven says these words that that they, they have uh, knowledge of God, but they deny his power. You cannot have knowledge of God and deny his power at the same time, but some people have, have gone on to do that. Why? Because they do not believe they believe in what they're doing. They do not believe in what the Lord has, has made them to do. They have given up the very right of their own existence to live however they want to live. And for that, the Lord has given them over to a reprobate mind over in the book of Romans says. But this day you have an opportunity to serve the Lord. This day you have the opportunity to to, to make the Lord a priority in your life and to build that relationship with him. And through the Traveling Pulpit podcast, this has been provided to you. So I ask you, will you make the Lord, Yahweh and Yeshua and the Holy Spirit, will you make them a part of your life? Will you allow them to come into your life? With the truth that makes you free and not the lie that will destroy you. Truth does two things it will define you or it will destroy you. The choice is yours. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you for allowing me just a few moments of your time once again, that we might know what the Lord is providing to us, what he is saying to us in these days and times. We know that we are in the last days. We've known this for, for I believe, over 3,000 years. I believe the last days just Just didn't begin. I believe the last days started the moment the Lord was lifted back up into glory. I believe at that point when he said that that uh, the angels, when they said, why do you stand here looking for him? uh, You see how he left. That's it. That is how you'll see him again. I believe 30 seconds later, he could have came right back. I honestly believe that 30 seconds later, he could have came right back. But I also believe that he left for us knowledge on record that men could write down these words so that those who have relationship when they come across new words that may not have been included in the Bible will take the time to allow the knowledge that is in them to understand that all scripture is God breathed even the book of Enoch. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to understand it. I encourage you to allow the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabbath, Sabbath. I've been saying that wrong the whole time. Yahweh Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. I I pray that you will allow him to come and help bring understanding to you so that you will see just exactly what he is trying to get through to you, that he is true and righteous and he is the one through his son that is on your side, that wants you with him forever and ever. Traveling Pulpit family, again, it has been a pleasure. I always thank you. Thank you for just allowing me a few moments of your time to come and and share with you the word of God. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen blessings to you all. This is Vernon Sheridan with the Traveling Pulpit podcast. You can find me on the social media platforms, also at TravelingPulpitMinistries.com. I love you, and we'll do this again on next week, if it's the Lord's will. If not, I'll see you in glory.